This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. How are you? How are your apartments? <laughs> Having a good time, just just locked up, cooped in, enjoying yourself. Are you loving that corn cozy feeling? Have you learned how to make bread yet? I'm not going to learn how to make bread. I've decided that I don't want to be a part of that narrative. No, thank you. I think we should all be learning how to make bread, but like we shouldn't be posting it. Like I think we should be learning how to do that just in case this shit spreads too far and we just got to learn how to be self-sustaining. Okay, but if you make a full sourdough loaf in your home and yeah. you don't post a video or a photo of you doing it, did you do it? Yes, absolutely you did. I don't think you did it, actually. Absolutely you did. I think no. we got to, as a generation, I think we got to just know it's okay to just do, do stuff on your own sometimes. I think that's what we're missing. We got to, it's okay to be quiet. You don't have to say something all the time. It's, you could just be silent. I think that's something we need to learn as a, as a, as a group. I'm really having a hard time with that in terms of like being cooped up makes me want to tweet all the time. And I never wanted to do that before, but I'm like, someone needs to hear my thoughts. So I'm the problem. I know it. I'm the problem. It's I'm not mad at it. I'm not, you know, do in these times you got to do whatever you need to do. I'm, I'm trying to not say everything and do everything, but I've, I've you know, we all got to find our, our bliss. <laughs> how is your, how is your emotional well being right now, Devin? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay, but I've been, I've been like, I've been seeing people though. So I've been breaking quarantine rules. Uh, I know. So that's, that's definitely. That's bad. <laughs> that's a little questionable, especially now. It's, it's, it's always, it's like one per person at a time. I'm like seeing one person at a time. We're, and it's, there are always people who have also been quarantining. And so I think I, I think I've been okay. I've been pretty smart about it, but. I gotta, that's, that's why my mental well-being is like solid because I've seen people. I, I think I need to do that. And you've been seeing people, though, so since I last talked to you on Wednesday, have you been seeing people who are like people you're hooking up with or just friends recently? Um, I have seen one person who I have had sex with. Ooh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. That's directly goes against New York City gov health recommendations yeah, they put out that thing that said, <laughs> they put out that thing that said the best person to have sex with is yourself and i was like absolutely not i was like i, I know too much about myself to have sex or with you're me. also too tall way too tall <laughs> who who needs to be like that no i'm not having sex with myself no thank you or your roommate they also like to stir shit up between roommates and that was really fun yeah, they did tell you the, the messy little bitch and i love it yeah, no. My roommate has a boyfriend is also out of town, so that's also not an option for me. <sighs> I um I mean I'm quarantining with my boyfriend, which is extremely lucky. Uh mm -hmm. that is keeping me sane. Yeah. I you know, I am absolutely uh taking NYC Gov's uh recommendations to heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I've literally moved in. Like I'm living in this room 
with my boyfriend of six months. This is much sooner than we would have moved in. Right. Uh, living my life that I imagined for us at like 40 with a puppy and a Peloton and like- A Peloton? That's yeah, we have a Peloton. I'm quarantining in luxury, honestly. It's very nice. Um, I've been looking, I had to go back in the archives for a receipt because I haven't really heard from anybody in the past couple days, like just general check-ins, but no, like nothing fun. So I went into the archive and I found one um, from a guy that I was seeing for a couple months and he's a comedian. This wow. is like, this is 2018. So I, I went back. Okay. Um, so he texted me, what are you doing today? You want to grab coffee later? Okay, that's nice. No, 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 no. I think that is bad because we generally would meet each other. We'd been dating for like five months. So we would generally meet each other for like drinks, for dates, for hooking up, not for like a midday coffee. So my immediate thought was like, absolutely, he's going to try to dump me today. Uh -huh. So my response was, good coffee or bad coffee? Uh -huh. And he said, depressed coffee. He was going through something. And I said, but like I want to talk about what's going on with us coffee or no, just because grab coffee has connotations. And he said, I guess both. And then I said, no, you need to call me right now because I don't, like, I don't want to go. Like, I feel nervous and I'm not going to be able to concentrate on work. So let's just talk on the phone now. And then he did dump me over the phone, which proves that coffee is a bad thing if you're seeing someone kind of regularly. And also that I'm a witch, I guess. I would never go to coffee with anybody under any circumstance. <laughs> That's kind of not for not if I'm trying to date you. If I'm trying to date you, I'm not shaking you off for coffee. Coffee is like what you do when like uh I don't know, like somebody like some exec saw you at a show and they want to just like have a quick chat that's ultimately gonna lead nowhere. That's what coffee is for. Yeah, it's a business meeting. It's a yeah, business coffee, meeting. Coffee's for business stuff. If I'm trying to date you, we're we're going out for we're drinking. Yeah, there's alcohol. Mm -hmm. And yeah. honestly, I I knew that it was going to be a bad conversation. And the last thing I wanted to do was be emotional at a coffee shop. That's the last yeah. thing I want to do. Yeah. Also, I think, yeah, I think coffee is bad for dating. It's bad for breaking up. Like, I'm just, I'm never trying to have a, break, a breakup conversation in a public place. Mm -mm. That's, that's not for me. Yeah. For let sure. me handle it in peace on the other side of the phone. Uh, no, I'm not doing a phone. I'm doing it in person and preferably at the girl who I'm breaking up with's apartment. That's the, that's the way to do it. Because you're, you're on her home turf, so then you can kind of drop that news. She's feeling emotional, and then you dip out. And you go. You bounce. And, you, and, and then you go. And then she's already safely home, and then you call your car, and then you, yeah, you, you go back to your place safely. You do it at your place. Who knows how long y'all are there? Y'all could be there for hours. Right. Having, you know, just talking and talking and working things out. And, like, then next thing you know, you got a girlfriend all over again. Mm -mm. No, no thank you. I agree. No, thanks. I drop that news. We have a 20 to hour-long conversation and then we uh and then i and then i go my my separate way right and then she can handle it herself right she's got Pop all her that food. ice cream draw yeah. a bath mm -hmm. call her friends whatever mm -hmm. she's got to do exactly i think that's 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 my personal move
I um, love that. How, what's your receipt? Anything good from the week? My receipt is also kind of an old thing because we've been cooped up in our house. Mm-hmm. But this is from a time I did a show at the Ludlow House. And which for like, if anybody is listening who's not in New York is like this, like, how would you describe the Ludlow House? Members only. Yeah. Like, a little bougie, like, yeah. we... It's a place to invite people because you're trying to like, you're trying to impress them. You're like, meet me at Ludlow for. The people there all have money, but it's like mostly like creative kids who are like uh, children or like grandchildren of like rich people. Yeah. It's a lot of that. Uh, But I I did a show at this like kind of bougie, like members only club. And I have this joke about how like now that I live in New York, I realized if you really want to be cool, you got to be in an interracial relationship. I have a thing where I talk about that. And I met a girl and we talked for a little bit. And then afterwards, uh, she said, hey, I'd love to come see you at another show. I was like, yeah, you should definitely do that. And she goes, well, before I come see you, are you going to tell the same jokes? Or should I just skip seeing you at this next show so we can go on an interracial date and you can make new jokes from that? And uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I I basically told homegirl that I was like, I was not really trying to like date any new people, especially not like fans. I feel like I've had enough of those experiences that are like, it just, it never really turns into anything when you meet people like in this way. And Um, also she doesn't get how stand-up works. You're gonna probably do the same jokes. Sometimes, or at least some of the same ones, maybe not the whole same set, but like, you know, something. But uh, yeah, that was that. Me and her actually ended up like being friends. We're like still in contact just as like friends. She like does some like cool, uh, like, I don't know, like PR stuff. And cool. yeah, we're, we're cool, we're chill. Classic, I love, there, it's always cute PR girls and models that are sliding into your DMs, post shows. Uh, those are, you know, there's a, it's a variety, but. <laughs> the, 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 There's the demo and they reach out. That has happened, yeah, that, those things have happened. And uh, speaking, speaking of somebody who surely has models in their DMs, uh, <laughs> let's, let's introduce our guest for this week, you guys. He's a comedian who's so funny, he's everywhere in New York, truly like has performed on like every stage. Uh, he's a, also a native Texan like me. Uh, also just fucking perfect bone structure. Very Ooh. funny. Y'all give it up for my boy, Usama Siddiqui. What up? Yo, live from the bathroom. Live from the toilet, hanging out. Yeah, y'all, Usama, we're doing a video recording right now because of the quarantine, and Usama's fully sitting in a tiled bathroom in his, in his <laughs> Bro, these, these are like yellow, and you know, I'm, I'm getting COVID in real time for my boy yeah. and my bro, all right? You want to tell them why you're recording this in your bathroom? My, my roommate is having an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, and I respect his dark past, and that's why I won't uh, encroach upon it for fear of making him revert into his old ways. Wait, couldn't but you? But here's the thing, though. Me doing this is making me an alcoholic right now. So this yeah. is like this <laughs> give and get situation here. Wait, couldn't you have just recorded in your bedroom? Bedroom? What do you think I live, dude? What do you think I live in a place? <laughs> Where do you sleep? Yeah, where do you sleep? I should be so lucky. It's a railroad apartment. I sleep on the floor in Williamsburg for two hundred dollars a month. You Wait, you live in Williamsburg? Yeah, Williamsburg though. It's a nice couch, and I sleep on it. I live in Williamsburg. 
Oh yeah? What part? Yeah. Uh like uh you know where the Williamsburg cinema is? Yeah. Right. I, live, I live right on that block. Yeah, I live on Bedford and a lot of those levels. Oh, we live down the street. Don't I make quarantine right now though. You're not like it. Okay, yeah, I guess we can't make plans right now. <laughs> don't make plans right now. I can I can literally I can hear you. I yeah. can hear you giving COVID to all your friends right now. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Jesus <laughs> Christ, Devin is straight up transferring diseases one person by one person. You yeah, know, I'm, 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 out, I'm not flattening the curve. I'm doing the, I'm, pu I'm puffing the curve up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling those curves. <laughs> Wait, you, you sleep on the floor for $200. Yeah. How does that impact? Because it's like... Yeah, because yes. you, you you fuck a lot. It's just in yeah. your, it's in your yeah. head. Uh, you mostly it's girls' places. Mostly it's girls' places. Um, it's a fair number of comics, so they know. They, I mean, because it's like a lot of comics. What? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, you're saying that too casually, fam. You're saying that too casually. That I fuck a lot of comedians? Oh, man, dude, I, I had a phase, man. I was a phase where I was, I was every, every two weeks it was, it was, a, it was another comedian. But then I, I, I curbed that pretty pretty recently with like, because of the environment but like yeah comedians i get along with comedians very well yeah but like i mean i do too i almost never fuck comedians in new york well i think i think female comics are hot i think they're hot like it's like it's like they're just what I, they do and if there's a funny one i'm fucking in yo okay that's beside the point though whether or not they're hot is not the conversation that we're having okay? right the conversation we're having is, is it smart to be fucking with coworkers? That's Okay, point. sure, right. sure. We don't have an HR department to help us deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. You can't just call the booker of the yeah. comedy club and be like, yeah, so I'm fucking this bitch right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, no, you're right. Uh, it's, it's, all about, it's all about what you said, Devin, which is interesting. It's like how you dismount. How you, how you dismount is so important because eventually these things all end. And I think all female comics and all new comics kind of know that it's – you know, we were around each other, so there's like attraction. But you have to have the the mental capacity to know how to how to end it. If they're gonna end it, or you're gonna end it, because you're gonna have to keep seeing them. So that's the main thing. That's the different part. Everything else is the same. We're all people. We're funny. But it's the dismount that can change. Well, two things. Two things. You have to be chill post first fuck. The first time you fuck them, the next time you see them, you gotta be so fucking cool and chill. So yeah. they don't get weird on both yeah. ends, right? Because you fuck them, and the next day you see them, you're like, eh, right? That will create, like, oh, fuck, now he's weird. Now yeah. I got to be weird. And that's a whole thing, right? So the dismount on the first time got to be good. Then when you end it um, in, like, a couple of days, then you have to all of days. <laughs> <laughs> How long are we talking? How many days? Well, depends. It depends. Depends. There, there's a couple of comics that you yeah, you fuck once and that's it, and they then the day bounce. They're like, yo, we're good. There's a couple of comics that you kind of fuck throughout every three months. They're like, wait, you know, like, yeah. like once every three months? Depends on, on on their vibe, what they're thinking. Jenny looks horrified. Are you okay? Mama, you are such a bro. I like can't like I'm. <laughs> Have you talked to Usama? Have you? Met I, I talk very. No, I am a little horrified. I'm not trying to demean them in any way. This is how it is. I guess the language can be a little crass, a little coarse. Yeah. You just said, yeah, you just said bitch. I was like, oh. But it was, <laughs> a, it was, a, it was a, a bitch. She's an independent bitch. She's a, <laughs> a bitch with, with, with a dream. Okay. 
Oh my God. <laughs> the language is uncouth. The language can be a little revolved, but in general, it's all respect. It's all love with these women. I promise. It is. It is all. It is very funny because your language is very like crass and uncouth. But like you're all you're you're smarter than you talk. Uh, see, I I, I, I I talk very in, in the way that I think is the most fun. So yeah. it's not like, I don't think that people who talk uncouth are not smart. I uh, think those people, it, and it, you know, it's just the language that you like that that rhythmically. I like the word "bitch," so it's like "bitch." Uh -huh. It's got so much to it, so I like saying it. I, I could say uh, "fair maiden." I could say you know no, "wench," but like could, it's not you couldn't fun. say either of those words. Both of those words are wrong. Yeah, neither of those sound right. <laughs> you know, it's not about the verbiage; it's about the love or the lack of love behind it. You know what I'm saying? Some of so, the that you use sounded worse than bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was with this with this sick wench last night. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's it's all about it's, it's all it's all love and respect. It's, it's, I guess the way, when you when you when you when you just say the story as quick as possible, it could sound a little um, little disheveled. Like you could say, like, oh, I was fucking chick. I guess that sounds just the way you say it can be sound a little negative, but it's just the quickest way to set up the whole scene. That's all it is. Is, is this too much? Should I, should I change my verbiage to? No, I mean, you, know, you gotta be you, but I'm just like, oh, I'm happy that we've never hooked up. Is that horrible that I'm saying that? <laughs> That's totally fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> I think in the post, in the post talking of it, it can be a little crass, I guess. They're all great people. They're all great energies. And they, they leave too, you know? Like, yeah. they'll say fucking dude, you know what I'm saying? It's not it's the same kind of thing. And you, like, if you hold women to a different standard, verbally, like, on a, on a language level, then you're also being the problem too. Yeah, totally. I mean, so right. you're living the like, casual sex lifestyle. Sure. For sure. Is that, exactly. that's true? <laughs> fucking chicks. Fucking chicks, left and right. <laughs> Enjoying my company with, with other equally determined and impassioned individuals that happen to be women. <laughs> Devin, did you just get another beer? Yeah, I did. I also, I had to do two things. One, somebody dropped off a package, so I had to go get that at our front door. And then on my way back in, I decided to pick up a beer. So. You guys are both drinking the alcohols that I think you guys would be drinking in quarantine, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and announce them. What are we drinking? It's 2 p.m. Also, everyone needs to know we are recording this at 2 p.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely have a mango white claw right now. And Jenny has the energy of a woman who's overwhelmed by three kids, even though she has no kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're okay out here. We're doing okay. <laughs> oh my god. Yo! <laughs> it's like, what happens when you get actual kids? <laughs> Thank yeah. God I don't have any right now. Can you imagine having a child that you're watching during quarantine? <laughs> oh, God. I would hate it. Okay, and Devin has an IPA. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm drinking a Lagunitas IPA. It's a delicious, it's a delicious drink, honestly. <laughs> Devin, you know about comics? I, I always thought that you were a comic fan. Uh, I have, when I was in Texas, I hooked up with several comedians. Uh, when, but then, like, and then I dated a comedian for a long time. And then I moved here, and I think I realized pretty quickly that, like, there was a lot of women to sleep with who 
who I wouldn't have to see in the same way. I I've hooked up with somebody who is in comedy but isn't like a stand-up. I've hooked up with somebody who's like uh, who's like a like a writer. Really? Like a like a prominent comedy writer. Uh, but I yeah, I really try I really try my best to like stay like not be involved with any stand-up comedians. Cause it's just, cause it's like, for what? Also, Usama, that's the thing. You could fuck, girl, you could fuck so many women who aren't comedians. So like you, to, for you to fuck comedians is like, that's like a very deliberate choice. I like, I, I think comedians are super funny. I think female comics are hustle. They either, they got heavy dreams and these things all turn me on. So <laughs> it's heavy drink. <laughs> no, no, heavy dreams. <laughs> I thought you said they like drink heavily and you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm into that. I love it when they drunk. No, no, no. They got heavy dreams. One time, one time when I moved here, I saw you come to an open mic at the creek and you brought a girl who you brought a girl to the creek and you like went up, did your spot, and then left with the girl. And I was like, damn, my man's fucking. My oh man's my fucking if he brings a girl to an open mic. My man's moving around. Wow. What a feat. Yeah, what that's feat. huge. And also, and also, you must be really confident in your dick game. You must be so confident in your dick game if you could bring a girl to the open mic and think that she's not going to, like, hate you forever. Sure. In the creek, no less. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it's like, it's like, as long if you if you give it an opening for a lack of confidence, a woman is very perceptive. They'll fucking see that, and they'll immediately turn you into a beta male in that respect, right? Okay. So if, if you had any ounce... But here's the thing, being confident in a space that should be taking away your confidence makes you that much more alpha or, or in, in people's eyes, I think. Is that your goal to be viewed as alpha? Well, it's, it, here's the thing, it's like I, I spent my whole life being such a scared person of people, yeah. you know, that- I cannot that imagine that. What's up? I cannot imagine that. Dude, I was a very, very shy, scared kid, and women would call me ugly every day in school, like straight up. Mm -hmm. like as a group, come to me and be like, Usama's ugly. And I'd be like, <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amanda so Henson. Your trauma. Of course. So it's not, it's not like I'm trying to fuck, you know, the girls into my own, you know, confidence or whatever. Like, oh yeah, fuck you, Amanda. It's not that. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, like my life was so lack, such a lack of confidence that when I started figuring out what confidence was, I was like, I, I worked at it like a skill, like stand-up would be. I, I, if I was talking to a girl and I got like nervous during the conversation, after the conversation, I would like analyze it. Like, what about that? When did I get weird? When did I feel weird? When did my mind turn to mush? And then kind of work on those parts and kind of like work at it like an athlete, try to figure out how to get more confident. And so, and then that's what kind of the journey was. And then stand-up was this sort of thing that you kind of like, as the more, the more you get good at it, the more accolades you get and the more self respect you have you know eventually and that just kind of adds to the whole confidence yeah well and i mean we can all agree that confidence is very sexy yeah a hundred percent i mean i'm watching tiger king right now and i'm very attracted to mario who is the guy who was like oh the, the guy with he's the one who like put cocaine in snakes and hold on hold on i'm, I'm, watching, I'm, on, I'm, on, two, I'm on two i'm on two i'm on two easy easy <laughs> I mean, this, yeah, that, that doesn't ruin the plot. Finding out about Mario doesn't really. No, Mario is just like, he's very attractive to me just because he has the confidence. His cocaine fueled his exotic animals habit. Hot <laughs> to me. Hot to me. 
<laughs> I like him because he does cocaine. We get it, Jenny. We get it. Uh, <laughs> I, I like him because he orchestrated an entire cocaine empire to then get his cats, to get his big cats. I think I, I'm, I mean, I'm speaking for you, but here's what I think that people are attracted to. People are attracted to ambition and they're attracted to drive. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, that's why girls fuck drug dealers. Cause it's like, if you're like a good drug dealer, you still like, you still gotta be smart and you mm-hmm. gotta like really have a drive and you really gotta like have a passion for something. Most drug yeah. dealers have a passion for like money. Yeah. And you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're so a drug dealer. You're like on the wrong side of the law, but I think most people, especially women who are dating men are attracted to people who like really have a hunger for something. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I, I think that's part of why you can take a girl to an open mic. As long as you keep that ability to stay even and not make it look like, oh, this is terrible. All of a sudden, she sees you in your element of going for something. She's seeing you literally. And that is a very powerful thing, just seeing some, like seeing a dude doing, like he's so engaged in what he's doing that like he can't even... He can't even like set out a whole night. Like the the the, the mic has to be part of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, do, so do you remember this person that I'm talking about? Do you remember? No, him? no, not at all. So you've, <laughs> so you've done this a bunch. It's you happened said, before. You girls to open mics. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I mean, God, I'm trying. To, now that Jenny called me a douche, I'm trying to like undo this. I don't this. Know. Um, no, so no, no, no. So I'm trying to give her a little you, bit of leeway. Was she that? Called you a, she called you a bro. I called you a bro. I didn't call you a douche. Sure, true, true. Um, I think you're honest. It sounds like you're honest about your intentions. Here's where I'll tell you, okay. Most dudes suck, right? Most dudes suck so hard that you just being remotely confident is awesome. Especially in New York. In New York, just a set of dudes. Right now, it's me, Devin, Andrew, and your boyfriend. There's the only fuckable people left in New York, all right? We're not, That's we're it. in Michigan. We're not even in New York. Boom, right? So now it's me and Devin and I don't know where Andrew lives, but we're holding up the whole fort, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think dudes are so lame usually, especially comics, really comics, comic males, usually. That's why I like Devon so much. Uh, Devin is because he's like, why do I call you Devon? So sorry. Uh, because you fucking, you have that easygoing confidence that it doesn't try to be more than it is. Mm. And that's why people are attracted to you, dudes, girls, whatever. It's just, it's a very Texas thing too. It's very like, we are as is. There's not more or less than what is. And that's just, I think, not a New York thing, in my opinion. That's true. I mean, in Texas, there's just like a, I don't know, you're just, there's just a more like, at, like we're just more at ease just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Things are just slower out there. So it's like, you know, when you meet somebody and you just know they're from New York, like, you know, yeah. from New York, because they're usually being like loud as fuck. 
too much. Really trying to like let you know that hey, I'm here. Like, what's what's up? Oh, me and my man. And it's like they're like, and you don't meet very many people from Texas like that. Most people from Texas are like fairly easygoing and like oh, pretty chill for the most part. This reminds me of a story. Uh, I think one of the, you're right. I did take a girl to the creek once, and again, this is about the easygoing energy, right? It's like okay, I'm gonna do a mic. You chill whatever you want to do, and then I'll hang out with the mic, right? So I'm sitting down at the mic, I'm chilling. And then one of my friends comes over and he's like, dude, your girl is like talking to everybody at the bar, just like talking to, just really flirting. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I went back to sleep, right? And then I go up, I do the mic, I finish the mic, I get out, I walk outside. She's surrounded by like 19 dudes, literally. Like, it's fucking, eh, eh, so where are you from? <laughs> right? They're fucking disgusting. Yeah. You go up, you're like, hey, I'm leaving. You want to come? And she's like, yeah, of course. She walks away. 19 dudes just like kind of like tadpoles now. Kind of like, what the fuck just happened? It's the easygoing energy. You, if you, the, mo the moment you care or you worship something, the moment it goes out of your hands. Jenny, what do you, what do you think about this? What do you think about this theory? No, I think you're right. Clearly, I mean, clearly it's working. You're definitely on to something. I also think, I think for comedians, I think for male comedians, I think if you, I think if you're good, if you're, if you're funny and like you can really like do well in front of an audience, like that's a huge thing. But then if, cause, but then there's a lot of comedians who have that, who can't talk to women. Well, I think what it is, is it, it's a congruent energy. Yeah. Now, if your energy is congruent on stage and off stage, your off stage energy will enhance, be enhanced and you'll be more likely to fight. If your on-stage energy is not congruent to your off-stage energy, people, girls will kind of see that as maybe a little fake, a little more dangerous, uh, then their guards will be more pulled up. Because, oh, he's doing this, but off-stage he's this. That's not hot. That's weird. I, I think that's, that's a lot of people, though. That's a lot of dudes who, like, have on-stage energy who's, that's, like, very confident, and then you get them off-stage, and they, like, don't know how to, like, communicate, like, interact with human beings. You think, you think that would be, like, oh, you think, like, Mark Norman, oh, he's weird off-stage, weird on-stage, it'd, it'd be hard for him to get laid. Not true, but his on-stage energy is actually congruent to his off-stage energy. So he's not yeah. lying in his act. Nice. If he was, uh, and then off-stage was kind of a douche, it would not work as easily, and it'd be tough, more tough to get girls. Yeah. Well, especially if people who are watching your sets are attracted to your on-stage persona. Right. If that's what they're attracted to, they want to talk to you and have you be that person. Boom. How close would y'all say, how close would y'all say your on-stage personas are to who you are in real life? I'd say like almost. I, I'd say my onstage is, is the is exaggerated. It's the louder, more obnoxious version yeah. of, of who I am. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's you kind of you kind of take that part, that 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 core of you, and you blow it up because it is it is an exaggeration, the whole thing. Right. Uh, but it's 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 right there. It's right there. Okay. I'd, I'd say you too. I'd say you fucking you, actually all y'all, all y'all have like this. You just turn the dial up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I would say that's true. I'm definitely more, um, I've been doing stand-up for less time than I've been hosting. And my hosting is just me being me, but a little, you know, a little bigger and more presentational. And then stand-up, I feel like I'm still trying to kind of figure out exactly where I need to sit in my persona, you know? I think that's, I think that's hard. Like, that doesn't come, that's, I feel like that's something you have to figure out with time. It definitely every time you're on stage. Yeah, I think you're great. It definitely it definitely comes with reps. Yeah. yeah. Certainly something that comes with reps. I think 
Yeah, my ver the version of me on stage is the most confident. That's the most confident you'll ever see me. Like the version oh, of yeah. me on stage is like kind of unflappable and like doesn't really have like regrets or like doubt. Like the version of me on stage like really doesn't isn't self conscious at all mm -hmm. and is like uh, yeah supremely confident. Much more so than I am in real life. I definitely like second guess myself way more in real life. But on stage, like even if a bit doesn't go well, oftentimes you like it like doesn't phase the on stage version of me. Like you, you Dude, if I see like a girl who looks super like just like beyond good looking and I'm just like I'm getting those feels, like I'll try to envision my stand-up self going up to her or this is kinda of weird, but like doing crowd work. Like and that will get me back into a space where I'm not freaked out by this fucking, you know, model or whatever. Yeah. So funny that flirting for you is crowd work. <laughs> I live the life, Jenny. I live yeah. the life. You know, it's you know, it's you know, it's an illness. Something's wrong up here, but it's also like it's 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 also very effective. I'm so, sure it's never been. Uh, yeah, Usama, when did when would you say you found your uh, confidence? When did that happen? Uh, it was it was midway through stand up. So it's like I think when you first start stand up, you you're less cool than you are in real life. Then you become as cool as you are in real life. Yeah. And then the stand-up persona becomes who you want to be in real life. Right. So it took a while. I think it was like New York. Definitely took out after New York. Because I remember routinely, like maybe doing what like, I was. I was a good comic before I was. I knew how to be a good, confident person on off stage. So that incongruence was definitely there for a couple of years. So I'd be, I, you know, I'd do well, come off, and be like, "What's what's up?" And I'd be like, "Thank you," you know, and you fucking just like lose everything. But eventually, you start. Kind of. I think what happens is you start getting more DMs that are after the show. Because what happens if you kill at a show, you have the magic during that night in that location, and that's where you can play. Right. But when you walk outside, the magic dissipates, and it goes like you're just a normal guy now, right? Mm -hmm. So if if someone's texting you, if a girl's DMing you the day after, that means she left the bar, left the magic zone, went home, woke back up, and is still thinking about you. That's powerful. Way more powerful than fuck at a bar afterwards. Cause that, you're still in the comic mix. You're still in the comic energy. So once I started getting more post show DMs, like the day after, that's when I was like, wait a second, I think I'm being more incongruent with, my, with myself because this energy is lasting after the show. Do you get a lot of DMs? I get a fair, I get a fair amount, yeah. Okay. Usama, Usama gets so many DMs. I've never, seen them. I've never seen them, but it's like, I, I, get, I get my fair share. Usama gets probably two or three times more DMs. <laughs> Yo. I bet you're I can guarantee you. Because here's, here's the thing about Usama. Here's the thing about Usama. He's, uh -oh. he's already, he's funny, and he's good looking, and he's uh, also, he's pretty online. He posts shit all the time, and... He's got the he's got the whole brown girl community behind him. Which, <laughs> like here's it like y'all don't understand, fam. Like East Asian, East Asian, South Asian, like those communities, they know every comedian from their from their yeah. group. So all the brown all the brown girls who know anything about comedy, they know who Usama is, and they're all trying to say what's up. I I know this to be true. Devin, an interesting point here because it's hard for a Jewish girl to know every Jewish comic ever. You know, exactly. yeah, there's so many, <laughs> so many Jewish comics. How am I gonna keep my cohort together? And, he, <laughs> and here's the thing, Devon. Devin, it's not. I can't believe Devon. What the fuck is going on? And here's the thing: it's not that I'm so sexy. It's that Hari Kondabolu is so not. You know <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Hari! 
I really like her. <laughs> he is so calm. <laughs> I love Hari. I love Hari. Hari shouts to Hari. But it's like, yeah, but like every 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 brown girl who follows comedy knows who Sama is. They know who Nimesh is. They know who obviously like the more famous people are. They probably they probably know who Basam is. They know who uh fucking uh Danish Danish is. Like they like yeah, so it's a couple there's a couple people right now. There's Danish, there's me, Akash Singh, uh Pranav Bahari, fucking um uh, uh Casey Aurora, uh, uh and then um uh, Lingandra and then Hari. Those are the kind of the guys. Was that what about, what about Ismail? Is he in the Ismail's great? Ismail's fucking amazing. Uh, Suba Agrawal, I mean, just the dudes, uh, Ishmael, probably one of the hardest killers out of all of the Brown community. Uh, so all, but those guys are all married. Those guys are all married. They're all kind of fucking either older or married. So right now, there's no brown sex symbol coming through the woodwork. So you know you what I'm saying? That. That's who you're hoping to be, the sex symbol. Well, here's the thing. It's not about hoping to be or not hoping to be. It's just like, we need something to even raise everyone's profile. So say it's out of me that becomes the next, you know, sex guy. If someone is, that'll help everybody out. Because now Browns have more of a, of a currency in the sexual marketplace by with any sex symbol going to Hollywood. So you're saying that's, you're, you're saying it's not necessarily what you're aspiring to be. It's just kind of the, it's the, it's the crown that's been handed to you. It's, it's a crown that's been handed to either me, uh, Hassan had a chance, but, the, but my homeboy went too much into politics and lost the fucking, lost yeah. the ball a little bit. What if he stayed in the fucking cute boy world, yeah. And stayed making jokes about just random shit, you would be, dude, you would be done. You would be the yeah. fucking. Because he's like, he has like, he has like a movie star look. Well, uh, exactly. Exactly. He's actually sexier than all the brown guys right now. But he went into this fucking like, I care about the world and like, fuck, it's on. You, you fucked up and you fucked us. You know, you could have had something for us. Like, imagine if Michael B. Jordan kept talking about Fruitvale Station, but just that. <laughs> You would not be as hot as he is now, right? He needed, to, he needed to do Creed. When he did Creed, yes, that's, when, like, yes. that's when America was horny as fuck for him because that's when he got fucking jacked up. Oh, yeah. Oh. I oh. think about him in Black Panther most days. <laughs> yes, yes. And here's the thing. People are like, what about Kumail's transformation? Kumail's transformation. Like, listen, there's no bicep curls for your face, all right? That's the problem. There's no... <laughs> Oh my look, god! Look, y'all gonna y'all gonna try to y'all gonna try to get Kumail on Mango Bay, and y'all gonna try to get Kumail on Mango Bay. He's have not gonna this. he's not gonna hear this, but I'm gonna tell somebody who knows him that you said this. We're gonna have this. I, I, I know. No, Osama, I really just like your comments on the podcast. Really off color, man. I like. I mean, I like him too because he's hot and he's sweet. He seems so sweet and supportive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Girls, all time. girls, is all the time. You wouldn't fuck a dude who's sweet until he does things for you. That's not a sex symbol. Sex symbol is not he's sweet. Sex symbol is not I would love for him to take me out and then maybe later I'd fuck him. Sex symbol is in your loins. I need his body in in my body. That's acceptable. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I think for some people, Kumail has become that like pretty recently, but he ne- he was not that until until he probably got famous. Right, right. But I, mean, I can very easily envision Kumail taking care of me while I'm sick because he made a whole movie about that <laughs> and also looking like he looks right now. 
wait a second, Usama. I think you. I feel like you. I feel like you've uh, skipped out on, him, on, a, on a very prevalent brown comedian that's, that's, that's out right now. What about, what about Rami? Oh. Rami is 100%. Yes, yes, yes. He is becoming sex symbol, and he's probably going to be one of those, like, alternative sex symbols, like, you know, Brian Austin Green or, like, um, an o, you know, like those kind of, like, who's an alternative sex symbol? Like, um... Who's like a chill, like uh I think for a long time Adam Driver was an alternative sex. Oh. But now, oh. now, now now he's mainstream. Uh, now he's too much. Yeah, now he's mainstream. Too much. Although he, I don't know seen... his hands are. His hands are so big. He could kidnap. We've seen too much. We we've seen too much of Adam, yes. Too many angles. Yes. Yeah. I think that that's what happens to the people, the the alt the alt hotties. Eventually, like the you know, they get a big movie or they get a big right. show. And they can't be the all hottie anymore because now they're everybody's. That was, that used to be Donald Glover used to be the all hottie too. Yeah. Boom! That's perfect example. Perfect example. He used to well, now he's an overall hottie. Yeah, now he's He's too famous. He's ever, he he's for everyone now. Right. Yeah. Rami has the potential to be an all hottie right now, yeah. and then become everyone's hottie because he is such a fucking confident in his own way, dude. Always congruent on stage, off stage energy. Complete sex sex pot. Sex beast complete. So that's that's the that's the brown dude who you're. Uh, it's it's just you and Rami right now. I'm I'm gunning for Rami, but here's the thing: that's Arab, and, that, and, that, and he's Arab. I'm I'm South Asian. Those are two different kind of. Yeah. You're like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like y'all yeah, no, all brown. Y'all brown. <laughs> so do you have any um? Do you have any good DM receipts? From yeah. the multitudes of your DMs that you're getting. So what do you guys want? Do you guys want like a chill DM, or do you want like a, a DM that's more spicy, or that's more just? Yeah. Mama, you know what we want. You know what we want. Give us okay. what we want. All right, let me let me look real quick, because there should be some. Okay. Oh yeah. So I um uh, on my birthday uh, as a joke. Uh, basically, I was like, "Hey guys, follow Mango Bay, subscribe Mango Bay, I made a video." At the end of the video, I was like, and send nudes. <laughs> As a joke. And then I got, I think, I think seven or eight nudes just from that. One of them, one of them was a woman. You knew you were going to get these nudes. What's up? You knew you were going to get these nudes. Of course, of course. Of course. You need like to that. ask for nudes. You're probably going to get a couple nudes. Exactly. But here's the weird one. One of them was a lady, and this has disappeared, so no one to see, but there's a lady who was like, on, in front of a mirror, from, I don't know, Idaho or some shit, pants down, uh, shirt up to here, so just the nipples showing, all the, all the body, all the leg, right? Showing me on the mirror, her body, right? Just doing that thing, right? The girls doing the nude, they're doing that side to side motion, right? And then in the mirror, bros, I swear to God, her three-year-old was playing with a truck. <laughs> I can see, I can see in the mirror. This three was like, and this girl was just like. Honestly, women have to be able to do it all. She's got to be a mom. She's got to get her sex in. She's got to, you know, you want her to take a nude while she's also practicing childcare. Okay, there's gonna be a three-year-old shot, and at least he was entertained. Okay, you're not seeing his little face. In the background. <laughs> so I, I, I did. I, I came to the mother's love. I love her love for her son. That's what I was jacking off to. It was so oh, beautiful. Oh, no. 
Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I swear to you, I was like, I was like, I was like looking at it. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> right there in the corner. There's a little shocking. You just see Andrew's face. Andrew just looks concerned in the worst way. Are you I, okay, Andrew? <laughs> no, I'm not okay at all because I think that you're like a really like, a, you're an attractive person um, look wise, but I think that you might be like the least attractive person like everything else. <laughs> um, Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud. The new web hosting plan from Bluehost, with 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Nothing that you said this entire time that I was, like, on board with. I think you were just, like, you were ruining so many people's lives, I think. Whoa. I love Powerful. this take. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like annoyed that like Devin and Jenny were just like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, okay, and what else? And I'm just like listening to this entire thing and I'm like, you are like the worst fuckboy that I could possibly Whoa. imagine. <laughs> it hurts. I am hurt for everyone in your life. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I made you that way. Andrew, all love. Um, yeah, I know. Got a lot to work through. Yes. I think, I, mean, <laughs> I agree. Like, clearly I've also been a little horrified too, but I feel like <laughs> you're, like, you're a fuckboy who acknowledges that you're a fuckboy. I, I, yeah. I don't have to lie to anybody that I'm, that I'm with. I try to always be up front. And I'll always be like right there. Yes, a little crass, it's a little fucking obnoxious, you know, 100%. I try to be upfront. I never try to be like nice guy and then like, you know, I always try to give. And it's not like this is all like terrible experiences for everybody. It's like we're having a good time, it's chill, it's a good vibe. But yeah, the way I talk can be a little just to the point. I'm sorry if it sounded like I don't respect these people or I don't enjoy their company. They're great people, they're good vibes. But fuck boys definitely go into that realm more of just like sexual energy. And it's like not always nice or, or easy. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I know you. I I've known you probably. I've known you for the longest out of right. I, so I feel like I know like wh where what you're saying is coming from. I think if I were Andrew, I think I might have the same. If you just meet me right now through this this lens, where I'm trying to do a podcast about sex and dating, and you go right into it, yeah, it could be a little uncouth. Andrew, I promise if we ever hung out, we'd have a good time. I promise it'd be a good vibe. I promise. But yeah, I get it. Just seeing you right now in this sort of, in a bathroom, talking about sex, a little, it's not the best place to see me. You're right, 100%. Yeah. I just, I loved how um, you were like, oh, there's no other words for like fucking. Like, well, there's no other words for it. Like having sex. I don't know. Like, I was just so annoyed. What, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Cloitus. 
airport. <laughs> There's so many other things. in the bumping of the uglies. You're right. There's so much more. So many things. But it's okay. What do you so say? So you were annoyed with me on a, on a human level, but also a grammatical level, also a diction level. Yeah. Yes. Listen, uh, look, I, hope, I hope we can recover on, on both heart and syntax. I promise. We'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Usama's like low key already charmed Andrew back onto being on. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew's uh, saying no, 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 no. because like you're like like almost like the epitome of like my type. Like you're very what I'm like looking for aesthetically. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that I've just been I've been hurt too many times in the past. No, no. You know? Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. I'm sorry. Me just talking right now hurt you. I was just, it was just a, a rip all time among, among friends. I love Jenny. I love her work. I love Devin. I love his work. And I thought it was just a good time to just kind of go off and go crazy and have a good time. No disrespect to any women in my life and no disrespect to any women who sent me their boobs. All right. So nothing of that nature. It's just two, three friends I thought were just hanging out. No, and honestly, it's a podcast episode. You're trying to be a little spicy, a little crazy just to get, you know, get a good podcast going and have a good time. So yeah, maybe I'll go a little, a little across the, the pond, across the Rubicon of, of decorum a little bit, just to be a little wild. But it in no way means any disrespect or anything. Uh, you saw me right now in this moment, in this kind of dialed up, exaggerated way. So I think the ideas you're creating are, are true. You're not being wrong in anything you're doing. I think I would love to hang out with you at some point and give you a different side and then and show you, listen, I'm, I'm, I promise I'm what you'll do. Uh, there's not this negative energy flowing around me trying to subjugate women into my lair or whatever. Yes. We'll, we'll have a follow-up and see how uh, this meeting goes. I, 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 actually, I love your vibe a lot, Andrew, and I know we'd be good boys, and you just have to give me another chance, but that's a whole different thing. A whole different podcast. No, thank, you, thank you for keeping us all honest, too. I love having you here. Your perspective is <laughs> Is he a co-host? Is he? Yeah, he's talking pretty about, uh, Andrew's pretty, pretty cis for us. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I was like, this is the chillest co-host. Doesn't say anything. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't say anything. I was like, I have some words for you too, Andrew. Talk more during your own podcast. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yes. Yeah. I'm just here. Unless I'm like addressed, I'll, I'll talk. But you know, until, until then, you know. Please, please don't edit my voice so it sounds like Satan or Beals above or something. So I sound oh. like you don't want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are going to sound like you're in a bathroom. We're <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. not going to be able to edit that out. You're going to sound like you're in a bathroom. <laughs> okay. okay, so Usama, we, we've kind of talked about, we talked a little bit about your, your DM situation. Uh, mm -hmm. what's, what's, what's happening in your dating life presently? Where are you at? Yeah. Zero. Zero, zero, zero. It's, it's, um, here's the thing, guys. It's not zero. I guarantee you it's not zero. There's probably nobody that he cares about, but it's not zero. <laughs> okay, I'll be real. It's been, it's been I, okay, I went to Dallas to fuck but before it all, it all got closed down. You so went to Dallas to fuck? Specifically, yeah, that was the goal? What's up? You went, like, for a specific person that you were going to have sex with? Okay, Andrew, forgive me. So this girl flew me out from Dallas to go fuck like one day. This is before the uh, quarantine started. So this is like oh, two weeks ago or whatever, right before it was all like, oh, should we go on planes or not? So I was like, fuck it, before this all goes down, I'm going to go on a plane and then go fuck like one day, came back. And I, that's the last fuck I had. She flew you to Dallas? 
Yeah. She yeah. paid for you to fly to Dallas. Yes. Andrew, forgive me. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. I mean, kudos to you. Kudos to you. No, I take notice. But this is just the energy that we're both like, kind of like, uh, okay, this is before everything closes down. Let's fucking get one in. And then. Um, how did this, you meet? Like, how did you know her? I know her before. She's the coolest oh. thing. Yeah. So she's someone that you hooked up with in Texas? Yes, I, I know her from a long time. She's cool as fuck, good vibes, very smart, lawyer, cool as fuck. Yeah, well, she's a lawyer who has the money to pay for her fuckboy to come have Boom. sex her pre-quarantine. Like she is actually the ultimate fuckboy. There's girls that fuckboys know that they know that they're the, actually like 10 times the fuckboy that they are. Girls, when they because they have the power. A no. fuckboy girl is the most powerful human being in the world. This, I, I, I will attest to this. This is very true. I've certainly, I've met really like ultimate fuckboy women, but I'm very, I, I'm, I'm very attracted to those women. They're very, those women are sexy to me. Because they make me feel like, 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 like a loser. I, I love feeling like a loser. I lose my power. I mean, I love that she was stocking up for the quarantine also <laughs> with the sex. That's so important. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. I think the fuckboy women, I think, can be really attractive because I think they're, they're extremely aware of what exactly it is that they want from you. And I think once, once you become aware of that, too, you guys are, like, really operating on, like, the exact same level. 100%. And it's kind of very hot when they say no to you. Yeah. And that really, because what they did is they, they alpha you a little bit in their, in their fuck ways. And that's just, like, such a... Like, a, whew, like when you go inside a bar and see a bartender who's like unavailable, it's like such a hot thing. Like she will never fuck me. And so now all I want to do is, is want her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's real. There are, there are fuck, there are fuck women. 100%. I know. And I love that the fuck woman we're talking about is a lawyer who can, has, can get you a plane ticket and she's absolutely not sleeping on a mattress. In her apartment in Williamsburg. I love how that's the third big point. It's like she has so many more things besides not a mattress. Like, Wait, but here's here's the thing though. Being being a fuckboy or girl, it's not it's it's not tied to your socioeconomic situation. Okay. It's more of a it's a mentality. It's a mind state. You can be <laughs> you, can, you can be a rich fuckboy or a poor gentleman. They both exist <laughs> because it's like everybody wants to like roast dudes who don't have like bed frames, but it's like they don't have a bed frame because they're poor. Like it's like now you're just making fun of poor people. You're making fun of people who don't have the means to get something. That's not indicative of like a fuckboy lifestyle. That's war. That's woke. That's woke, Devin. It's that's woke. We're always you're right. I think it's not like we're trying to be like most. I love having girls over when there's no bed for That's my that's my vibe. It's like it, I have I, here's the thing. Like I, I want to save as much money as possible, so that's why I live in a, on the floor because everything else is so crazy in New York. So I just kind of accrue more money as as much as I can, and part of that is I don't need that much of a living situation. I'm very okay sleeping on the ground and saving eight hundred dollars a month and just accruing that money for maybe whatever I need. Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely a priority question too because like there's a whole thing about i'm i won't sleep with someone who doesn't have a top sheet and most women don't have top sheets and it's like a top sheet is actually pretty feasible that's an economically feasible thing to buy yourself a top sheet a top, I mean, a top sheet comes with the set yeah well have a top sheet you've actually disposed of something you have to be that disgusting yeah <laughs> that's like it's you're going out of your way to not have a top sheet the top you can't buy a fitted sheet without the top sheet that doesn't even exist very uh, true very true wait so have you jenny have you been to a guy's house you're about to fuck you check no top sheet and you uh, leave 
No, I haven't left. I have stayed, but I have felt disappointed in both of us. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You know? I feel like, I don't know. I, I will always have a bed frame now. I feel like I can't go back. I can't go back to the no bed frame lifestyle. You're, you're right. I mean, honestly, when, when girls do come over and we fuck on the ground, even when we're fucking, like, there, she's sighing during the fuck. Like, she'd be like, she's like, ah. Like, and while the fuck is happening, she'll be realizing her environs. So is it, a stra- is it a mattress on the floor or is it an air mattress? You think, do I look like the Prince of Jordan, dude? No, dude. Fucking, it's a couch cushion on the floor. No, it's not, dog. You're not sleeping on a couch cushion on the ground. No, you're not. No, oh you're not. God. No, you're not. Be honest. That's not how you're yep. living. Yep. No, it's them. No. Oh, you're lying to me. You dude, I, I've been sleeping on this couch cushion for about three years now. <laughs> three <Wait>. years? <laughs> Where's the rest of the couch? <laughs> It's such a convenient way of life. I'm telling you, y'all. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> bro, you got to step in. Bro, you're, wh- how old are you? 29. No. No. You can't do that anymore, fam. You you know, here's, what, here's, here's the actual darker truth behind all this, is that when I first came to New York, I was so poor, I used to steal sandwiches from grocery stores and just steal food and only one bagel per day, right? For about three years in New York, I, was, I had no money. And so I just steal food all the time. And so and I used to live in a crack den. I used to live in a place with no water supply in Canarsie, like a crack house. And I'd live there to save money. So once I started getting money and getting some disposable income, I was like, nothing will make me go back to that lifestyle of eating one bagel a day because I have no money to eat. So what I do now, I have this clinical need to save money no matter how I do it. So part of that is not moving. I have, I have like, like 20, 30K saved up. I can, I can leave this place. But my, my, in my heart, I can't because my mind is still like, what if I, everything, tomorrow I can lose all my money and become the one big of the day guy again where I have no money and I'm just struggling to survive. So I was like, fuck that life. Let me just keep saving money, $200 a month, year, month after month. And I just have amassed this kind of nest egg. I don't know when I'll have the courage to just leave and get a bed because that means I'm, I'm back in the, in the rat race of a thousand dollar rent. So I have all these savings and I'm like, let me just keep doing this, keep doing it until it's absolutely necessary that I gotta move. You, my man, you have 20 to $30,000 saved up in the bank. Yeah. And you can't get a, a bedroom I can, I can, but, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Your mind won't let you go get a bedroom. You it, need exactly. That's nuts. You have so much more money than I do. And I live, I live a regular life. I got a room. <laughs> yeah, like background paintings and shit. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Already <laughs> hung up on the wall. Yeah, but this is not, this is my roommate stuff. None of this belongs to me. That's, that, that's an important fact. But, <laughs> my man, you can do it. You can get a bedroom. You can get an $800 a month rent. Sure. I mean, sure. I pay seven fifty. <laughs> and Jenny, I- we all know you have problems with money. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, also me. Because <laughs> at, at first, at first, I was gonna say because like um, there, there are famous people. There are famous people who like grew up poor who are this way also. Like like Kendrick Lamar famously like doesn't spend any money. 
Yeah. Like, he, like, he lives well, well, well below his means because he, like, never wants to go back to being poor again. I saw the headline. It was, like, Kendrick Lamar buys very sensible home in nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, like, he bought a house that's, like, a quarter. He bought a house that's, like, a half million dollars. Yeah. He, he, like, lives in the suburbs and, like, just has, like, a, he lives a pretty regular life. And like, I mean, it was it was scrap and Aladdin life, you know, for three years in New York. So it's like, yeah, I always go back to them, like, never again, never again. Part of that, I mean, to probably get out of and you maybe do. accept that things you are going better from than it used to be. Yeah. yeah. But that is a journey that maybe requires therapy. I don't know. The yeah. idea of being yeah. okay with success enough to allow myself more things. A whole different mindset. I mean, a liar's more than a couch cushion, for sure. Yeah, I hope you're not offended by me saying this, but while you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, have you considered therapy at all? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't mind the bed. I don't mind the, sorry, bed. I don't mind the couch. I really don't yeah. mind. It's not my head to mind. I like it. It's easy. You know, I like it because it's saving me money. But that's probably the problem. That's, yeah, that's a mental thing. And also, it's never been easier to do video therapy right now, to be honest. I recommend to the entire group. I'm loving it. Obsessed with my therapist. Andrew's about to go do video therapy right now. Yeah. I am right after this, yeah. It's weird to see, like, your therapist's home. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, yes. and I, I, was, I was talking to her last week, and I was like, I just feel, like, really alone, and I'm really lonely, and she's like, oh, I get that. And I'm like, oh, are you also alone? And she's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> you don't get it. Okay, sure. No, yeah. I, I have a, she's like I have a loving partner and a, and a dog, too, um, and uh, yeah, we actually we actually just cook some salmon. So I I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, guys, I think I think that's I think I think we're good. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. Is there anything that you want to plug this summer? Um. Sure. Um. Mango Bay at your mango bay y-o-u-r-m-a-n-g-o-b-a-e it's a wild podcast about south asian issues and just wild shit it's all love it's all good good times and good vibes um usama bin laughing is my handle u-s-a-m-a-b-i-n-l-a-u-g-h-i-n um and uh all love y'all are some of my favorite people that i see around the town and i just have a good time with y'all and andrew i will win you over one day you always come in it's coming. You know, you're going to ask for your therapy, and I'm going to be right there like, hey, I'm also here. Um, I just followed you so we, we can set something up post-pandemic. Would love okay. to. Would love to. <laughs> um, so good vibes. All love to you. Stay safe, y'all. Yeah, everybody stay healthy. Yeah, you guys stay healthy. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Devin. And I'm Jenny. And uh, receipts. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.